Well, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How are we doing this fine day? Hope everyone is very, very well and having a great holiday season. Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope everyone had, again, a great, great holiday. And Happy New Year. How about that? It's already 2024. We're going to make it a fantastic year. Very positive and very grateful. We always talk about being grateful on this show. I think it's so important. So I am grateful. What am I grateful for today? I'm grateful to have in studio with me today, Mr. Rick Southwick. Good morning, Rick, and thank you for coming on the show, my man. Uh, My pleasure, Paul. Thanks for having me. You got it, partner. So Rick Southwick is a real estate agent, a very good real estate agent, mind you, in Plantation Bay, which is right down the road from Palm Coast, right down 95. And you're all saying, well, what in the heck does Paul have a real estate agent on from Plantation Bay on a golf show? So with that said, let's take you back to 1982. Check this out, folks. So Small world. We all know it's a small world how it works sometimes. So I'm going to set the stage. 1982 time frame. Uh, Rick and I both graduated in 1986. So in 1982, I am learning golf from ninth grade. I was a wrestler in middle school, did very well. I was in high school, wrestled my whole time. So that was my main sport. But my buddy was a great golfer, Shane Lynch. And he bet me one day that I couldn't hit the golf ball past him. Of course, I thought I could. I couldn't even hit the golf ball. P.S., long story short, I started practicing. There was this guy out on Shelter Island. Shelter Island is an island at the eastern end of Long Island, actually in between the forks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just remember this, this kid named Rick Southwick. Rick Southwick being really, really good. So, hey, it was just – it was uh, one of those things I kind of looked – up forward to this guy and looked looked up to him like wow this guy's really good he was in the papers and this and that so anyway long story short we kind of lost touch and i didn't know what happened i tried to play as good as golf i could in high school never materialized in like the counties i always kind of choked a little bit did well wrestling but the golf wasn't there in my high school years so i don't know where rick southwick went let's fast forward june 2023 i think y'all know where i'm going with this as a real estate agent myself, I had buyers call me from Fort Myers, Southwest Florida. They said, Paul, we want to look at some homes in Palm Coast. It was Michael and Gina Noon. By the way, congratulations on your engagement, Michael and Gina. They're going to get married, so that's cool, cool. But anyway, they wanted to see some homes in Plantation Bay, called Plantation Bay, scheduled an appointment with this young lady. She says, Paul, you're going to be working with a guy named Rick Southwick. I said, really? Rick Southwick? Okay. 20 minutes later, Rick calls me. Paul, Rick Southwick, just want to confirm our Saturday at 10 o'clock. I said, yes, Rick, absolutely. Looking forward to it. By the way, did you grow up on Long Island? Yes, he did, and he's a golfer. So there it is, folks. That's the stage I set for Rick. Uh, Small world. All of a sudden, we're down here. We played high school golf. I say that. After the first year, 1982, I guess it was, Rick, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You left, and you know back then it wasn't like oh Rick left. It's not like I knew you, but I remember not hearing anything about you after that. So what year? Uh, oh well, first off, let's go to Shelter Island. Did you grow up on Shelter Island? I did. We moved there uh-huh. when I was just about a year old. About a year old. And what age did you start playing golf? Uh, well, my brother first had me out in the backyard when I was two and a half swinging a golf club. No kidding. Okay. Uh-huh. And then. Um, uh, my pro, Bob Stefano, was mm-hmm. a, a head pro for 50 years at the club. Amazing. And he had a junior program, and you had to usually be about seven or eight before he'd let you in. Sure. 
but uh, I showed enough promise at the age of six. So every Wednesday I was at the junior lessons from six years old until, uh, you know, until probably 16 years old. That is really, really cool. And you, uh, so ninth grade, after ninth grade, what, what transition, because you left for Connecticut, whatever reason you left for Connecticut. Obviously you picked up golf there. Did you find another club and other junior programs? And how did that, how'd you keep your game going from Shelter Island to Connecticut? So obviously, well, we didn't move to Connecticut. I went to a private boarding school oh, for okay. my last three years of high school. I got you. So I, I played you. played high school golf at Shelter Island, eighth grade and ninth grade, because back then we could do five years. Gotcha. But okay. after my uh, freshman year, we had issues with the budget on Shelter Island. They didn't pass oh, okay. the budget. They were going to dump, you know, lunches. They were going to oh, dump okay. uh, sports. Mm-hmm. So I said, uh, "Well, you know what? This is a good time as any to go away." And so I went away. And yeah, you know, Shelter Island school back then I would say is uh, was a little rough. My mm-hmm. brother, fortunate to have a brother five years older. So when he went to college, he saw how. Mm. You know, he yeah. got beat up a little bit in college, so I went to a private school in Connecticut to try to help prepare nice. for college. Good golf team? Pretty decent golf um, team? Or how not was bad. That? There was yeah. a couple of good players, uh-huh. but, you know, it wasn't a main focus. So gotcha. mostly it was coming back to Shelter Island every summer and playing in the uh, in the Met area, obviously. Gotcha. Um, and I don't know any accolades. Did you have any success in high school in Connecticut at the private school? Was it... Did you go to? Did they have states and counties and so forth like that? Not, Not really. So they had much, a yeah. they had a state tournament, and you know it was you know I'd probably finish in the top ten, but it mm-hmm. wasn't really it wasn't a huge focus up there. It was right. you know we played a nine hole golf course for our our school and stuff like that. And so. a lot of people don't know if you uh, well most people listen are probably from up north somewhere. Not too many natives from Florida, but I mean you know you got limited time up there playing. It's, it's very seasonal, so. Uh, college. Tell me, did you go to college, and what, and was golf part of that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I okay. went to uh, Rollins College right here in Winter Park. Cool. Okay. And uh, I walked mm-hmm. on as a freshman, and I played uh, played there for four years. Had uh, are we going back to eighties, eighty six, eighty seven time yeah, frame, so, give or take? You know, mm-hmm. Fall of eighty six, I started at Rollins and Very graduated cool. in ninety. Uh, right. We went to the Division two national championships my junior year. Nice. Uh, nice we nice. finished eighth as a team, and I finished fourth individually. Very cool. Very so. cool. Folks, if you haven't realized yet, Rick is a player. There's no question about it. But uh, So that is really cool. And Bob DiStefano, 50 years at a club. You just don't hear that anymore. No. I mean, that's really amazing. Bob, awesome. Congratulations. You still talk to Bob? Is oh, he, yeah. yeah. Probably every week. Every week you yep. still talk to him. Absolutely. That's, a, that's an amazing relationship. It really is. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so you... Okay, so you beat one of the Hall of Fame golfers that we know today, and you beat him. And it's just an amazing story. So you get done with college, right? And what year was that when you finished Rollins? I finished in May of 90. 90. And in 1991, obviously you qualify for the U.S. Amateur. Take us back to that week, and you know what I'm talking about, when you beat this guy. And we're going to tell you who this guy is here. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, in uh, 91, you know, we had the local qualifier for the U.S. Amateur, played the 36 holes, and I think they took three spots, and I was tied for fourth. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't looking like I was going to get in, but they said, you know what, go out and make a, in a playoff uh-huh. and to see who was going to get the first alternate spot. Sure. I'm sure you heard of uh, John Neoporti from Tom sure. Neoporti's son from sure. Wingfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went out in a playoff, and in two holes, I uh, I prevailed. Nice. And then the next day, I got a phone call that the first guy who qualified—I don't know if you remember a name—John Baldwin from Long Island. Boy, sounds familiar. Yeah. 
And uh, he he decided he couldn't make it. Uh-huh. So uh, I got the phone call from the USGA saying I was in. Nice. And and what qual- what golf course did you qualify for that? Where where gosh, was that at? That was, was that uh, in Florida though? No, no, it was up in Long Island. Up in Long Island. It was, um, yep, yep. Gosh, I can't remember. Yeah, Brook Brook. Oh, Brookville. Brookline. I think Brook, it was. Brookville Country. I think Club. it was Brookville on sure. Long Island. Nice private club mm-hmm. out there, right? Cool. So you get ex- you get you know you're in. Yep. You're in the U.S. Amateur. Get the nod, and uh, it was down in uh, the honors course in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Beautiful private club. So we went there, and uh, you know you have to play 36-hole qualifier. Okay. So there's right. 312 guys, I think, for 64 spots. Wow. So you you make it just to that point. So you're not in the U.S. Amateur No, yet. no. You're, you're not still... in the match play oh, yet. Oh, wow. Okay. So 312 guys over two courses over two days qualify to get wow. to the 64. Yeah. And I qualified, eight, I think it was 18th. Wow. And uh, then it was off to match play. Excellent. So, and your first match? First match, um, you know, I struggled through, got to the 18th hole, and yep. uh, went to went to actually a playoff hole. Uh-huh. As, uh huh. As as you were mentioning, you got a little tight toward the end. I did too. <laughs> it was my first U.S. Amateur match, and uh, you know, man. But uh, won on the 19th hole, and then kind of moved on. Second second round, uh, took down a guy from, uh, I believe he was from Texas. Uh-huh. You know, I went on like three and two, something like that. Yeah, fantastic. And then uh, then I saw the draw, and uh, <laughs> I took a little, a few breaths and uh, said, <laughs> oh, boy, this is going to be an interesting one. So so I'll go ahead. So, so Rick gets his opponent is Phil Mickelson in 1991. Now, did you know Phil? I know he played some amateur golf. So we must have, you must have known who he is, right? Well, of I, yeah, obviously I knew who he was. He uh-huh. he won the U.S. Amateur the prior okay. year. I'll shut up. Yeah, he mm-hmm. won the Tucson <laughs> Open. That's right. That February That's on the right. PGA Tour That's as an amateur. Right. So <laughs> yeah, unless uh, if you're a golfer and you didn't know who he was, you had a big problem. It's <laughs> my fault. So I I get the uh, I That's... see the pairings come across. And, right. Uh, so I called Bob DeStefano actually. Okay. Uh huh. And uh, I said, Hey Bob, I won again. And he goes, Oh great, who are you playing next? And I said, Uh. Guy named Phil Mickelson. I think you might have heard of him. He goes, "Oh boy!" <laughs> and then he just kind of turned around and he said, "You know what? He puts his pants on one leg at a time, just That's like right. you." He says, "Just That's go right. play your game and have fun with it." That's right. My so. wrestling coach gave us. He used socks. He says, "Hey, we all put our socks on the same damn way." <laughs> That's what he used to say. You know. So you know, let's let's go back to that um, match. Okay. So, how do you prepare yourself for a match like that? I mean, the night before, mentally, are you thinking about it? I mean, no, I think the fortunate part was it was back then it was 36 hole match, yeah. you know, a okay. day. Right. So he was actually the afternoon round. Gotcha. So I played that morning. So you really, sure. you know, you only knew I was playing him for probably an hour and a half before we teed off. Which is good. Which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there probably would have been no way to sleep that night. Right. Right. But uh, so, you know, I didn't really have much time. So it was just basically grab a quick bite of lunch, go hit some balls and get ready to go. Was it pretty tight the whole way? And you know, uh, give us a nice summary of how it went. Did you? Uh, no, he was he was kicking my butt pretty yeah, pretty good. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I remember he you know first hole he hit three wood. I hit driver and knocked it by me. So he knocks it by you with your three wood. So noticeably, I mean, yeah. this obviously just was there a big crowd following him. I'm curious. Was there some folks? Yeah, watching by the him, by the time we were done, they estimated about four or five thousand people watching us. No kidding. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And this is at the honors course. Yep, in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. But no, he uh, he birdied one, and it yep. was off to the races. And yep. uh, you know, then he he birdies ten, and I'm three down through ten. Okay. And so I'm like, you know, everybody's kind of 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I had this really funny quick story. He, sure. This guy comes over to me and says, uh, you look like you'd use a Snickers bar. I said, I appreciate that, but I could use a birdie a whole lot more. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and then, uh, then I got hot. Yeah. So, I mean, I birdied yeah. 11, par 12, birdie 13, then yeah. lip out hole in one on 14. So I wow. win, I win like, four straight holes. Wow. So yeah. now I'm one up. Amazing. Going into 16 then. Yeah, huh? into 15. 15, okay. Yep. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we tie 15. 16, I lose. I three putt. He chips, you know, he hits a flop shot and spins it right next to the hole. So y'all are even going into 17. Yeah. 17's par five. And uh, yeah. I went for it in two. Yeah. Hit it in a deep bunker. But, uh, you know, he he was past the pin about 30 feet. I knocked the bunker shot to about three feet. I birdie 17 to go one up. Wow. Cool. And then, uh, you know, probably wiped my hands in the grip about six times in the 18th. <laughs> And uh, hit a great drive and six iron on the green and uh, was able, fortunate enough, able to two putt to uh, that is amazing. to get it done. What a great thing to have on your resume, man! I hope you have that bolded on your resume. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a few car, there's a few uh, news articles and things like that in the house about it. No, that's it's really that's really really awesome, man. Um, was Phil cool afterwards? Phil's a great guy. I've never really met him. I mean, I got one little story with TPC. I'll, I'll tell in a minute, but I mean, was he? Pretty good guy afterwards. Did you talk to him much or not? So we didn't really talk a whole lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, during the thing, I did say to him at one point, like, hey, you know, congratulations on everything you've done so sure. far. This is, you know, because like I said, with all those people following us, we really didn't have much chance to really interact. No. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, sure. as you know, when you're, when yeah. you're playing against somebody, you yeah. don't want to be too friendly because no, you're looking no, to no, take no. them down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's totally different, you know. Uh, pretty amazing. That is really, really awesome, man. Uh, tell us how you finished, finished out then. So you, the next day, do you have a match then? Who are you playing? I did have a match, mm-hmm. uh, against a guy from California, mm-hmm. Brian Pemberton. Of course, you always mm-hmm. remember people you lose to, right? Unfortunately. So yes, it was a round happens. of, uh, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was quarterfinals. And, uh, so I lost to him, uh, I think it was two and one, something like that. So I didn't get the chance to go any yeah. further, but. Amazing, amazing accomplishment as an amateur folks. It's. There are so many fantastic amateur golfers in our country, all over the world. What am I saying? Our country, all over the world. Heck, I had Ty Caps on, who is a realtor. Ty is also a member at Plantation Bay. Plays with Rick, and uh, yeah, I mean, he just won. Congratulations to Ty. He yeah. just won another tournament last week. Ty Caps, congratulations, brother, on your. Uh, it was with his buddy uh, that. The same guy. Yeah, they're, they're Tyler good. Gullickson, I think his name they're is. They're very good. Yeah, Gullickson. That's correct. So they played really? like an alternate shot two-man North, uh, you know, Florida State Golf Association tournament. So. That's awesome. Well, look, we're going to just take like a little break here. Got to take a break. Um, stick around. Don't go nowhere. We're Rick Southwick. We're going to talk some more great golf stories. Stay right there. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner. I am uh, your local PGA pro. Been a PGA member for 25 years here in Palm Coast, Florida. So, seen a lot of 
good, good change here in Palm Coast. See a lot of great golf courses uh, built here. Gosh, I've been here since 90. So, hey, I drove by Pine Lakes Golf Course today, and it was great to see carts, many carts out there. The first tee was packed. Uh, you know, I talk about on this show about being local and, and supporting our local golf courses. And obviously, we got really nice golf courses. So um, please support our local golf courses. Go play as much as you can. Have some lunch in the restaurants, a couple cold beers, relax or whatever you drink. That's fine. Uh, but my guest today, Rick Southwick, amazing story uh, about the U.S. Amateur qualifying. Just to qualify for the U.S. Amateur is an amazing story. But to beat Phil Mickelson is really, really cool, Rick. So uh, I'm sure my listeners are enjoying that right there. You played a little bit of mini tours and so forth. You played um, a- anything, any other story you want to tell us about some of your other golf accomplishments? How many times did you win the club championship at Gardner's Bay on Shelter Island? So I believe it, it turned out to be eight times total. Eight times total. I did take cool. a little bit of break. You know, the years, yeah. like you said, 91, 92, it just yeah. honestly wasn't that much fun for uh, for anybody else. So I decided to pull out and not play for several years yeah, while I was amateur. Yeah, because I mean, you're – you're playing some great golf, and you know you, you got guys there like eh, this guy Rick. I got to get by him. <laughs> yeah. but no, that's really really cool. So you come down to Florida. Did you stay in Florida after college? You pretty much was Florida your home. home? No, I uh, I stayed in Shelter Island for a couple of years. You did? I stayed yeah. amateur, trying to hone my game. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. You know, played in a total of three years amateurs. Mm-hmm. Played in a senior or not a senior, a, a mid amateur yep. as well. Yep. Then uh, I decided to try to turn pro, see what would happen. And and what year was that that you you turned pro? Was I that say it was ninety five ish? Ninety five. And did you do the old PJ Tour qualifying with the? Yeah, I did. I went to Q school. Yeah, you know, tough, right? Yeah, twelve hundred bucks around for four, you know, for four rounds and no. six and a half hour rounds. So ah, just <laughs> people just have no clue yeah. the amount of pressure and everything on that. Just really, really tough. So. Uh, uh, anyway, hey, what as a junior golfer, I know you excelled in that and you played with Phil. Is there anything you could tell our listeners right now, Rick, or maybe our junior listeners? Of, was there anything you did to, to calm down the butterflies, being nervous or anything? Is there anything that you did differently? Or I know we, you know, breathing is obviously the biggest. But we all know that. Did you do anything, or how did you find yourself? I think the biggest thing I did was just try to have fun with it and not yeah. not worry about it too much. You yeah. know, just let your let your clubs do the talking for you. But if nothing nothing was better than just continue to play. You know, put your game on the line anytime. Don't yeah. be afraid to play. If you're not playing well, still go play a tournament. I love it because I love the it. more practice you have in tournaments, the yes. better off you're going to be. It's so true. Great. I love asking that to players because you you get different advices and folks. If you're listening out there and you're you're an amateur, which obviously most are listening, keep your expectations real. What I mean by that is as men, sometimes, you know, if I was a great baseball player, we feel like we should be a good golfer. Look, they're two different animals, you know. So if you have too high of expectations, then when you go out and play, it's not fun. And that's what that's what Rick is alluding to is to have a good time. You got to have fun out there. You know what I mean? So anyway, let's talk Plantation Bay. What a great uh, community, okay? I've been here since 90. In fact, my first job actually was going to be with Rick Kerman. He was the superintendent there. Rick is now at uh, Grand Reserve. Okay. But Rick, I'm going back years ago, before you were here, 1990, Rick was a superintendent there. They only had the one golf course, I believe. Yeah, definitely. They just had the one golf course. 
point is, it's always been a really, really nice community. Uh, and you got your real estate license how long ago, partner? Uh, first real estate license was 2014. Uh-huh. But yep. I came to Plantation Bay in uh, the spring of 2015, and I've been there since. Gotcha. Yeah, doing really, really good. So, hey, if you know anyone that likes the golf cart, you know, golf course community that really looks – Plantation Bay right down the road, right on the border of Flagler and Volusia line is really, really nice. Um, golf course is looking good. So th- you got a new – the most exciting thing, I guess, is the clubhouse. How is that coming along? Give us a – State of the Union on the clubhouse. So the clubhouse is officially basically done. Oh, I mean, cool. you know, there's a few punch list sure. items, but uh-huh. uh, they had a grand reveal for the members. Right. December 2nd and 3rd, kind of had a tour to go through. Nice. Um, right now they're hosting events there at the new clubhouse just to, uh, you know, iron out the kinks with the staff sure. and the kitchen and whatnot. Absolutely. But I think their plan is sometime uh, early January to open it full time to everybody. The pro shop is currently open. Good. But the facility is uh, I phenomenal. Mean, yeah, I'd say it's almost borderline ridiculous how nice it really, is. Really, that's yeah, beautiful. They did a phenomenal job. So, you know, Maury, I don't know Maury well. I met him a couple times. But, you know, he's the backbone of that whole operation, right? Greg Bruce, we both know Greg. Yeah. I worked with Greg Bruce at Hammock Dunes back in 93, 94. And he's been there ever since, you know. The old clubhouse, are they going to take that down? Or what are they doing with it? Yeah, the, uh, they're supposed to take it down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the location, I'm not sure. There's you know, rumors, yeah. maybe some, some townhomes, something like that. But we're not really sure yet. Sure. But, yeah, that'll probably come down at some point this, uh, this spring. Good. Um, you just turned 55. You're my age, 55. So now we're in this, like, senior division. <laughs> thanks, is- thanks for letting that out of the bag, Paul. <laughs> So we're we're both in the same boat. Uh, let's. So you and I are going to start playing some more golf. And to my listeners, we are going to have a match, and we're going head to head, Rick. All you right. know that, all right? And uh, I'm going to give you all the results on on how that turns out. And I totally expect to get my. Do I get a question? Yeah. Well, you're a pro. I'm an amateur. <laughs> oh, there we go. So I'm waiting for the shots. Right. Okay. Know? And that's always. And don't <laughs> let that fool you. Just because there's a P R O after the name. Doesn't necessarily mean you're a better golfer. Let's get that straight. There, seriously, there are so many great amateur golfers. In fact, there are. Well, let's take Ty Caps for example. He had a very good professional career, and I say very good. He won a, a great tournament on the uh, Latin America Tour. Any tournament you win, I don't care if it's a club championship, is a, is a great feat. So anytime you win a tournament, that's fantastic. But he's got his amateur status. There's there's a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Class, uh, you know, respect being a, an amateur golfer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think, oh, a pro is the only good play. No, 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 no. You know, we, we're teaching. Sometimes we see too many bad swings, too, by the way, Rick. <laughs> so that's our excuse <laughs> right there. So um, real quick, uh, Maria Tui. I know Maria well. I've known Maria for many years. Uh, how is memberships at Plantation Bay right now? Are they doing well? Maria is a clubhouse manager i guess or yeah she was uh she was the general manager there for a while she's no longer with plantation oh Bay, I didn't but know uh, that's that. fairly recent i think okay. i think she retired okay maria so, good uh, for you you should ret- i mean i say you should because you know your husband andy is working so let him work <laughs> <laughs> there you go. i know i know the family well i've known him for years uh well good for maria that's good who's who's the main guy now i know greg is so greg still runs uh yeah. runs everything but uh, yeah. they're they're in search of a of good you know, a new general manager right now, so they've been working through that. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you got the forty-five holes and stuff. It's a big responsibility. So. It is. So you got the Club de Bonmont, which is a great, great uh, golf course. Yes. 
Presswick, which is also a very good golf course. So there's 36. And then is there nine, or does West have 18 holes? So West is a nine-hole course. It is. So they'll they'll run it. That's part of – they've actually now changed the name from Club de Beaumont. Yes. We changed it to Founders Club. Okay. So Founders Club has 27 holes, the north, south, and west. So with the north and the south being the original rotation. Gotcha. Great, great golf course. So a little story for you. Uh, I, I'm playing in a pro-am. We used to have a pro-am there. Jerry Raymond used to be the head pro there. And we used to have a pro-am every year, Club de Beaumont pro-am. Great time. Um, and I'm five under after seven holes, <laughs> right? And my buddy goes, Paulie, you're going to shoot 65. Well, I, it felt like a noose was around my <laughs> neck. I double eight. I double bogey nine to shoot one under, which is still good, but the wheels fell off. I shoot 76. And Joe Gutterman's laughing at me. He goes, dude, you were protecting your score. You were trying to steer your golf ball. And that's true. Folks, if you're having a good round, don't try to protect or steer. We see it in other sports. Oh, yeah. Prevent Uh, defense. Prevent defense in football, okay? (laughs) You have to be more aggressive. And that's where my mistake was. You know what I mean? I made a lot of mistakes in golf. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, Phil, a quick story about Phil Mickelson. So, um, I'm going to leave the Mickelson story. Well, I had my daughter. It, we're TPC. He slices the ball. I got my daughter, Olivia, in my left hand. I'm kind of, And everyone runs down to Phil's ball. Well, I know he's going to be coming through the ropes right over here. So I said, you know what? Let's wait right here. Sure enough, here comes Phil. I got my daughter. Phil comes up and just, like, touches my daughter's belly with his finger. Like, hi, cutie, like this, you know. And she just smiled. And that was my only Phil Mickelson story. But anyway, good guy. Uh, I know, you know, the live situation. But, hey. That, that's, his, that's his decision, right? Exactly. So, well, look, Rick, uh, we've got to run. Half-hour show is not very long sometimes. It goes by pretty quick. So you and I are going to have a match. We're going to set it up, and then my viewers are going to be interested in who's going to win and so forth. So we'll get that set up. But, uh, hey, thank you to all our listeners, my new listeners, my listeners that have been with us since day one. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to each of you. Let's make 2024 a great year. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF.